Welcome to our Meet the Parents podcast, the show where we share stories from everyday life to help with the ups and downs of parenting. We'll have honest conversations as together we grow everyday faith in our homes. Be sure to follow us on your favourite podcast provider, or you can check out the video version on YouTube. All episodes and show notes can be found at livingrock.church forward slash meet the parents. I'm here today with the lovely Fran. Thank you for joining us, Fran. Um, we're going to chat about starting school and share some ideas between us about our experiences and the journey of how we help children start school well. And uh, we've got some really great tips. I've seen Fran's notes and uh, really good ideas here. So thanks for coming today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your family, Fran, and um, who's in it and what your superpower would be if you could have a parenting superpower? Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Fran, I'm married to Adam, and I have three children, three girls, aged 11, 6 and 4. And superpower-wise, I talk about this quite a lot actually, um, I don't know why, I don't, not, it's not that anybody asks me, it's just that I often will say I wish I could go back in time and yeah. just relive the experiences that I've had with our girls. We've got some pictures in our kitchen of them at three different stages of life. And whenever I look at them, I think, I can't believe we've lived through all this mm. to amazing. now. And I'd love to go back and relive them as newborns and then toddlers, like just nice little moments and little things that I remember. I just want to relive it. Yeah. Not I've, to change anything. I wouldn't change anything. I sometimes think, you know, when you bottle things up, and you mm. think, oh, I'd want to save that. You'd want to revisit it and yeah. go, oh, let's open that bottle again and yeah. just see what it was like. Yeah. yeah. And do you have any funny, embarrassing stories or... Does it, are you I just thought like about this. Really family, I actually, I actually texted Adam. I said, "Do we have any funny or embarrassing <laughs> stories?" Because I just, I couldn't think of a single thing that was really embarrassing. I think we've just been through all the normal parenting failures. Yeah, and I'm sure there's some things that are funny or were funny to us at the time that now we just think, "Well, that's just normal. It's happened with every child." Yeah, and I just, I couldn't think of anything that's funny. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so. One of the things we wanted to talk about today was about like helping children cope with change and particularly focusing on starting school and particularly yeah. primary school because that's mm -hmm. where you've got a lot of exp experience and expertise. <laughs> um, and we know like change can be really difficult for all children, can't it? And yeah. I think um, just sometimes their behaviour can change and life suddenly feels a bit more chaotic and can be a bit more anxious for the children oh, and gosh, for yeah. us as parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so... Can you tell us about a time where you had to cope with a change in your family and, and kind of some of the things you did about that? Yeah, um, we've had a lot of changes over the years. We've been married for 13 years and lived in about eight houses. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it's there's been a lot of change over the years, especially with Alice, our eldest. But the most recent change that we've had to navigate, which was I think was, has been the hardest, was me going back to work full time. Mm. I was a stay at home mum for three and a half years. And then I went back to work full time and that was a huge change for me, for my routine, for the responsibility in the house and priorities and things like that. But then for all of our youngest, she suddenly went from having me at home all the time or working part time to being at preschool full time. Wow. And that was a huge change for her. She, during the pandemic as well, she was only one. So doing all her social skills development, we were locked down. Wow, that so, was such a tough time. Yeah, she wasn't seeing family and friends. She wasn't coming yeah. to church and socialising with children her age. So going to preschool full-time was a huge transition for her and a challenge for all of us as we tried to support her in that. It was very difficult. I felt awful. And I remember her first day because I started my job a few days before she went for her first day. Mm. And I said goodbye to her and she was crying and she was oh. not she was she was angry at me I could see she was yeah, angry at me tough. for leaving her yeah and I did I didn't cry <laughs> I'm, not one, I'm not normally one to cry <laughs> when they go to school or anything mm. but I just had this horrible feeling inside like yeah. gut-wrenching feeling yeah. all day long and I remember I prayed probably the most I've ever prayed that day because I just couldn't stop thinking about her and mm. thinking she, she's so angry with me how is she gonna have mm. a good day how is she mm. gonna make friends and build relationships and things like that and at the end of the day, when I saw her and she ran at me and gave me a big cuddle, it was all of that anxiety was completely relieved in both of us. Yeah. Whatever. And it was just from that day on, figuring out a new routine and figuring out that time where we could have our one to one time so that she still felt like she got that part of me. Yeah. That's really key, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Having that connection despite circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to look into a bit was, you know, obviously that changes and 
new starts in things can create some <clears throat> more challenging behavior and anxieties. Oh, yeah. And some children just don't know what to do with those feelings, do they? They kind no. of, they can express it in very, almost inappropriate ways. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, hello, what's going on here then? And it's like, because they just don't have the language always to yeah, communicate. Yeah. Well, how have you helped them navigate the, like, the big feelings, if you like, and yeah. when that's all um, going on? <laughs> the big feeling, anxiety presents in so many different ways. Yeah. And I, working in a, a school as well, I see so many small ways that children will communicate that they've got an anxiety or a worry or a fear they could be nail biting or become very tactile with an mm -hmm. adult and want lots of kisses and cuddles and you have to be very careful with that or they can they can lash out with their friends and family mm -hmm. we've had multiple families who have come to us and said at home their behavior is just terrible and we're mm -hmm. like oh we're not seeing that at school because at school they're masking it they're yeah. pushing it down they're holding it in and when they get home and they feel safe that's when they're letting it all out. Yeah. And it's it's very difficult to manage. And I do feel I guess for these the home parents. is the safe space, isn't it? It is. It's where you and feel I'm free yeah. to be angry or And obviously they upset. love you so much. You are their safe person. You're the one that they feel comfortable showing their true self yeah. to. And it, it doesn't matter what kind of closeness or bond they have with their TA or their teacher, it's no, never gonna be the same. Mm. It's supposed to be different mm. for that reason. And it's it's really important when managing the big feelings and emotions that you do give them the time to express it and get it all out because the body physically wants that. It wants yeah. this emotion out of it. And I've talked a lot with children at school about how inside us we have a cup mm -hmm. and that cup fills up with all our feelings, like water's being poured in. And I've used natural cup and water to demonstrate this. You know, if they feel sad, a little bit goes in or happy yeah. or disappointed or frustrated or angry or anxious. And it fills up and fills up and fills up till it has to overflow. Yeah. And that's exactly how the body feels. It has to overflow and let these emotions out. And the only place that really that they can do that is where they feel safe to do yes. that. So at school, they might put a lid on that cup and hold it in until the mm. moment that they see mm. their parents and then release it yeah. and it's hard as a parent to let them express that especially in public yeah yeah and I find it incredibly <laughs> difficult because that seems to be where my children always release their <laughs> I don't emotions. think yours are alone Frank. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in public yeah. it's always in a time sensitive situation when yeah. we, we want to have a family photo and suddenly they decide you know what I don't want a family photo today and I'm going to explode. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> great. Appreciate that. Because now everyone's looking at me. Yeah. But it's, it is important that if you are struggling as well, mm -hmm. that it's okay for you to say, right, you need to stay here or put them in the push chair, whatever mm -hmm. it is that you have and say, somebody else is just going to have to talk to you for a minute because I yeah. need to take myself away and I need yes. to calm myself down That's really key. and I need to pray and I need to bring myself back down mm -hmm. and regulate myself because... There is no point dealing with a child who is showing you their emotions if your emotions are overflowing at the same time. I think time. that's really important, isn't it? Yeah. It's so easy to be caught in the moment. With oh my them, gosh, yeah. And then you're shouting over each other. Yeah. <laughs> and that achieves yep. nothing. Does and it? all that does is upset everyone even yeah. more and create more stress yeah. and more anxiety. So right. <laughs> and I have been there very recently. <laughs> and I have had to sit, then pull myself away and say, hang on a minute, I know what I'm doing wrong here. Yeah. I need a minute. Yeah. And, and it's, it's okay to do that. In front of the telly just yeah. to regroup. Yeah. It's fine. iPads, whatever. <laughs> you do what you've got to do for that moment. A few minutes, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, you have definitely. a proper chat. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I remember um, our eldest was really upset one time. We were moving house mm. and um, it was a really important change. We didn't. We were praying about where to go and we'd said to God, oh, show us the village or the town where we need to move to. And we'd prayed loads and we felt really cool to this particular village. But um, he was in it. He'd just started school he oh, yeah. so he was in I think he was in year two and we were moving to a new area he was going to leave his best friend who he'd known since birth and he was not happy and we yeah. we talked about it in the whole process but it was only when the salt for sale sign went up he went I don't like that yeah and honestly <laughs> there was this one day <laughs> he ran home from school hugged the board and wouldn't let go of it oh, and gosh. I was like uh, what are you doing? <laughs> he said, I'm not moving. I don't want to go anywhere. I am not moving this space ever. And he just held on to this for someone. I had to prise his fingers off. I was just like, I'm so sorry, sweetheart, but it's going to be okay. And we, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it together. Yeah. And it took a while because I was quite emotional about that. I was like, oh, now I feel really rubbish. Yeah. I was like, God, are you sure you want us to move? Because <laughs> I have to know for sure. Yeah. And uh, I managed to prise his little body off the for sale board and sat him down. I said, let's have a chat. So I think we got a nice drink, sat down on the sofa and said, look, let's just pray to God again and let's just yeah. chat about what, you know, so he can tell you why it's important that we move. And 
I, I can't remember exactly because it's been a long time. But um, he did cope and he moved on and in his head, he got his head around it. I think that was the last moment. And from there on, after that chat, he just accepted that that was a decision we had to make and it was not changing. And so we embraced it. And I I think I did have to have a lot of time just sitting and loving him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hugs and, you know, reassurance. And sometimes you just have to overload on that, don't you? Just to reaffirm and keep everything else the same. So nothing else is changing, just the house. You know, you can still see your best friend. He can come for a cup of tea. He can come around to play and let's book a date in the diary and get his mum over. And it just helped that transition by saying, I'm on it. (laughs) I see your pain. Yeah. but sometimes, you know, we have to prepare our children for that change that's coming, haven't we? Like I was saying to Joe about moving house. Are there any other ways we can help children practically in anticipation of starting school and, and changing to new situations? Can we put things in place? <laughs> it's quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, there's lots of things that we can do practically to prepare children for school. Mm. Um, we're li- in a time now where... Every child should get 15 hours free mm. childcare when they're th- turn three. And that's obviously, that's changing. The news says, apparently, that's changing in a few months. Um, but that affords children the time to be in a setting where it is part of the early years program that they prepare them for school. Yeah. So from the summer term, right from after the Easter holidays, nurseries, preschools, I think most childminders as well, will ask for them to take a p- little peek in. Just shorts, T-shirt, trainers. doesn't have to be anything special. Nothing bought special yes. either. It yeah, doesn't have to be good. school colours or whatever. Uh, but it's so that they can practice getting changed mm. in that kind of setting, mm-hmm. which they need to get used to because when they get changed at school, it's exactly <laughs> the same. You know, oh, yeah. Mummies and daddies aren't there to do it for you. Yeah. And they nurseries and preschools especially are very good at preparing children for school in this way in a very practical way they teach them to dress themselves put their own coats on they take they teach them so many different ways that they could put their own coat on Mm. that it's quite a thing to watch at school when they first come in and everyone's putting their coat on in a very different way (laughs) that you would never have thought of before a lot of it is lying the coat down upside down at the minute and putting their arms in the sleeve and then flipping it over their heads which I would never think to do as an adult I just put one arm in and find the next one but yeah it it is quite, yeah, it's quite a thing. But it's, it's really great for the children to have that independence and feel like, do you know what, I've practiced this. I know mm. what I'm doing. So when they come to school and they say, right, today's your PE lesson. It's the first time we're going to get changed. I'm going to split split the class. We always split the class because mm. otherwise too many all together. You're going to go in this room and you're going to get yourself changed. And they think, I can do this. We've been doing this at preschool. I remember this. Yeah. And they can, just, they can yeah. just do it. And it's really good to be independent going to yes. school it makes them feel like a big kid at big school I'm going to big school yeah. and I am a big kid now I can do this which yeah. is great I remember one girl when I was teaching in foundation she, she hadn't practiced and she, <laughs> <laughs> honestly it I'll never forget her face she walked up to the teacher and she just went I am ready <laughs> and like presented herself like you may dress me and we were just looked and went you're having a laugh aren't you because it's like you're one of 30 children right now and I think that's important to remember that yeah, the teacher yeah. doesn't have time like no. you would as a parent or in a preschool setting to change your one child no. completely no. so the more they can do the more yeah. f- relaxed they'll be in that setting because yeah it becomes quite an anxious time if, it, if yeah. everyone else is ready and you're the one still taking your socks off and yeah Please help with tights. That was another thing. Oh, yeah. Tights are horrendous, aren't they? Tights are horrible. Get inside out and all sorts. But um, yeah. anything you can practice is really helpful, Oh, yeah, isn't it? definitely. Yeah, putting on school uniform, taking school uniform off, buttons. There's some yeah. stores, I don't know where these parents are getting these things because I've never seen them, but where they've got buttons on the outside of the T-shirt or the jumper, but then it's actually Velcro. Genius. Smart. But also do help your children with buttons because it's a life skill. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Been there. Uh, yeah. And are there any routines that you found helpful in like getting ready and preparing for the day kind of thing? Yeah. Um, when they're starting somewhere new, just kind of what do you um, getting ready in something somewhere new. Um, yeah. We've had. Oh, my eldest is 11, so there's been a lot of different routines that we've tried mm. over the years, especially when new children have come along and we've tried to suddenly throw them into a routine. Yes. That's been quite a challenge. Um, and I've tried all sorts. I've tried waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and being one of those 5 a.m. people who does everything before going to work. <laughs> I am not a 5 a.m. person. I can barely open my eyes at 5 a.m. <laughs> um, I've tried making lunches the night before, having everything ready the night before and it always lasts a couple of days and then that's just not it's just not who we are yeah. as a family yeah um we'll 
very blessed to be in a time where all the girls get up themselves now and get their own breakfast. Amazing. So that job is done for me. I don't need to do that. And so that gives me extra time in the mornings to make breakfast for myself, yes. to make lunches fresh, because we did find that lunches that are left in the fridge overnight aren't ex- quite the same the next day. Yeah. But if that's what you have to do, that's what we you just have to do. do. It, yeah. But what works for one family definitely won't work for another that's family. That's the key, isn't it? And especially if you have a child who is neurodivergent, what everybody tells you to do, you know, prepare the night before, get them ready the night before, get the uniforms ready the night before, it might not work for you. Yeah. And my big tip is don't change your morning routine too much. Yeah. As you're leading up to those first few days, just assess what did I do to get them ready for nursery, preschool, get me to work on time, that kind of thing. Yeah. What do I need to do that's extra this time? Because it might be that the only extra thing you need to do is pack the lunches, in which case maybe that will work doing that the night before. Yes. Sometimes if a child especially as they get older, having a set uniform can be really helpful because they've not got to choose what they want to wear anymore. It's not going to be a battle or a fight or a that's not appropriate for the weather outside. It's snowing. You can't wear a swimming costume today. (laughs) Those sorts of things. (laughs) Oh, you've got to wear a school uniform. So let's put that on. This is what you're wearing. And it makes life so much easier that you might then be afforded more time in the morning. It's true. Also, nursery sessions, some of them start at 7.30, 7.45. Well, school definitely doesn't start at that Mm. time. So that might give you the extra hour in the morning to think, actually, I could do all of this in the morning and still get out on time. And it can still be a nice, calm situation. It doesn't have to be stressful. And that's the main key is try and keep it as low stress as possible. Because if a child goes to school feeling stressed, Mm. that's how it sets them up for the day. Mm. And then they feel stressed. And it's the teacher and TA's job then to kind of de-stress them and work out, hang on a minute, why why are we feeling like this? What's happened at home? Yeah. Let's let's restart. And that can take a while and then they're missing out on key learning or socialization or any activities that are going on that actually they might enjoy a bit more than coming yeah. to school stressed. I remember one parent um, when I was working in foundation who had a genius idea. She made like a days of the week tag for the book bag oh, and it said yeah. which days were like PE kit because I think she would yeah. forget. And she was a yeah. working mum full time and she was like, I can't hold this in my head. Yeah. So she made this tag and I thought wow, that's such a good idea. You know, right on there, the days you've got PE kit. So yep. the child can say, well, I've got PE kit and they remember themselves as well. Yeah. Um, it's library day, book day on Friday. So mm-hmm. make sure you've got your library book. And she just got this little, just little pictures. I didn't have yeah. to read it or anything. And I thought that was such a, just a yeah. little top tip as well. Just anything with yeah. pictures on to help remember what's what. Oh, definitely. They can organize themselves. Um, with PE kits, they often don't come home. You've got to, That's another thing that parents don't seem to realize when they very first start school is you will take the PE kit with you one day and it won't come home until half term. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly normal. It's okay because yeah. they wear it for maybe an hour a week. So if they it, get in there in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you can often get in for Especially five minutes. Especially that first half term. Often they get changed and get down there, do a quick activity and then it's back to get undressed <laughs> again. And when they get undressed, they will put on their clothes backwards, inside yeah. out, upside down, all sorts of things. I've seen everything. Sometimes we have pants lying around and we think, <laughs> well, we told you not to take those off. So who's these? So and that. they often don't have names in either. So that's not very helpful. But then if your child comes out and they're wearing something that is inside out, they will still have been praised for mm-hmm. being independent. So try not to make a big deal out of it. Just let them just praise them. They go, oh, yeah. well done. I can see you got yourself changed after PE. Take yeah. them home and then maybe help them figure out how to correct it rather than saying, that's on backwards. Yeah. Let's change that. Yeah. And then doing it for them. That's a really good thing. Yeah. Shoes as well. Remember, shoes, shoes are always yeah. on the wrong feet, aren't they? Yeah. And if your child's got Especially laces, themselves. help them figure out laces. Because <laughs> that is one thing that I spend most of my time doing is laces. Start with Velcro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Start with Velcro. Definitely, definitely. start with Velcro. But also, with um, preparing lunches, if your child, from foundation to year two now all children get free school meals which is a wonderful thing because having a hot dinner in the day has been proven that that really helps their brains to then work better in the afternoon and we get more out of them Mm. most schools now the way that lunches work is on a color-coded system and they have different options each day but you can choose red or yellow or green some schools don't have green Um, but what I've been doing with my girls recently to take out that stress of having to choose something on the way to school or at school and for me to know what they're choosing so I I can ask at the end of the day did you Mm. enjoy the chicken curry 
is on a Sunday evening, we look at the menu, we go through the menu and I write on the calendar which child's having red, which child's having yellow. Oh, and then I also know the days where they say, actually, I don't want, I'm not going to want that. I don't like that. So then there'll be a packed lunch. And I'll know in advance, okay, packed lunch on a Wednesday. That's fine. So you're prepared and it so helps prepared. with your shopping. It yeah. helps with everything, doesn't it? And then it? when they go to school and their teacher says, it's chicken curry or jacket potato, they will already know, oh, I'm having a chicken curry today. Yeah. Or I'm having red option today. Yeah. And they can just confidently say that and then it's move on to the morning activity. And it, it just alleviates that anxiety and worry yeah. and a bit of stress in the morning when they come in and suddenly they've got to choose what they're having for lunch and it's, it's hours away to yeah, them. Yeah. They have no idea. Yeah. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Just have breakfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's such yeah. a good idea. I love that. And I think since something we can forget in all this like anticipating change with our kids is, is ourselves isn't it yeah I know yeah. as parents you know it's a big deal for us I remember all each of mine starting school and we were just chatting before weren't we about yeah. how my daughter's just finishing high school and yeah. you know I'm like oh emotional about that <laughs> and you, you forget yourself to look after yourself sometimes you can oh, yeah, easily yeah, get caught definitely. in caring for your children but it's a big deal for us as parents yeah um how can we navigate that as parents how have you got any yeah top tips there you've obviously been through lots of changes <laughs> um and I've been through different changes in my own career I've spent time as a stay-at-home mum and that afforded me more time to spend in the playground chatting with parents and that is one thing is be brave talk to other parents don't just stand yeah. off to the side get in there get in the queue get mixed in say hi to people as you see them mm-hmm. um before school and after school I when we were walking home when Elodie my middle was in foundation we just happened to walk the same way as a dad and his son a certain amount of time. And she would run off and go and play with this child. And I had to be really brave and be mm. like, Joe, you know I'm going to talk to him because we're both parents. We're both doing the same thing. So I would just talk to him. Mm. And then we created a really lovely relationship. And we would talk in the mornings and we'd talk in the afternoons when yeah. we were doing drop-offs and pickups. And he actually introduced me then to other parents that he already knew and I introduced Great. him to parents that I already knew. <clears throat> and it created more of a community Brilliant. within the parents for that mm. class, which was super helpful mm-hmm. and lovely. And then I've had other instances with my eldest. Um, the first birthday party she went to, that mum was, I don't know where she got the courage from, but she just, she just talked to everyone. She just radiated this confidence that she was the person who knew everything and you could go to for anything. Oh. And they had this huge party for their daughter. I invited the whole class, as most parents do at that yes. age. And she got all of our numbers when we re- like RSVP'd via text. And then she texted us back after the party, said, thanks so much for coming. Is it okay if I put your number in the WhatsApp group for the class? And wow. nearly all of us said yes. And then we had a WhatsApp group where we all reintroduced ourselves, said whose child was ours. And then party invites went into there, coffee mornings, meetups, birthday parties for adults, like adult birthday parties. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it became our own little group, our own little community. Obviously, with that, you have to be a little bit careful that it doesn't go the wrong way. Yeah. But it started off absolutely wonderful. And I made loads of friends. Mm. And now Alice is in her last year of primary school which is wild to me but I'm still friends with those parents and a lot Mm. of them have now got younger siblings that are coming up through the school so I'm still seeing those parents and I'm going to see them for years to come and that's how we started was just with this one parent being super brave and saying do you know what I'm going to put us all in a group and then we can meet up whenever we want that's which is so amazing. We could be that parent, couldn't we? Yeah. We could be the one who initiates. And parent. it does take courage. We I remember do. standing on the school playground many times thinking, I don't feel I can interrupt that family, yeah. that, those people chatting. Or they know each other really they, well. Yeah, they seem to be best friends. Yeah. Their kids always play together. I'm not going to interrupt yeah. her. Yeah. I remember when I did pray. I remember when we actually first moved to the um, area we were in now. And I prayed and I said, God, you've brought me here for a reason. Yeah. Show me who I should talk to. And actually that helped because yeah. I felt the Holy Spirit prompt a few faces. And yeah. I looked out and got to go and speak to that person and really encourage them. And so I went over and I, I had, it took lots of guts because I'm quite a shy person, yeah. believe yeah. it or not. And I don't like interrupting people. And I just said, oh, hi, I just wanted to say hi, you know, if yeah. you lived here long. And, you know, you can just make small talk. Small and talk, yeah. often I found mums actually were on the whole really friendly and would yeah. draw you in and go, oh, yeah, hi, are you all right again? Or you're new to the area or sorry, you know, let me show yeah, you yeah. around. And it just takes that first few days of courage yeah. and kind of overcoming any preconceived ideas about what, who, yeah. who's friends with who and whether you're fit. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't get on, then fine, try someone else another day. Yeah, it's yeah. not a problem. And I think it's I found it harder since I've been working because I don't have that opportunity to be in the playground at all Mm. I work at the school that my children go to yeah so I'm already inside I'm already at work but something that I I, I'm I used to be a lot braver I think the pandemic kind of took some of that confidence from Mm. me but going to the kids parties now that COVID restrictions 
are gone, essentially. More children are having big parties where they're inviting the whole class and going to as many of those parties as yeah, possible. So it's a great opportunity to meet other parents because your kids are off having fun. They've got bouncy castles, they've got magicians, they've got weird pets and animals <laughs> that they're playing with and touching. It's very bizarre. But you're sitting at a table with other parents and you yeah. can talk about all sorts of things. And the more parties you'll go to, the more parents you'll kind of mix with and the more children will then recognize you yes. as somebody that they feel safe with. I've been to multiple parties recently as, as my children are getting older where the, the, some of the children are being dropped off and left. But because they've seen me at school and they know yeah. me as so-and-so's mum, they'll come up to me and be like, oh, Elodie's mum, can you hold my bag? Can you hold my coat? Can yeah. I put my shoes with yours? And I'm like, yeah, I, that's fine. Yeah. I will look after you. And then I just hope and pray that they don't break their arm on the bouncy castle because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else will. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I'm crying a lot when my daughter, I, I cry a lot, like, I think, about my children. I don't cry a lot yeah. about much, but I cry <laughs> about my children. And um, I remember Annie starting prim, um, preschool. Mm. And for me, that was the preschool start because I'd been with her all the time. Yeah. And for me, that change was the biggest change because she was my last child. Yeah. And suddenly I, I'd forgotten who I was. You know, you yeah, were just saying yeah. like your self-confidence. Yeah. And I remember thinking, well, what do I do yeah. without my kids around? <laughs> I don't know how to be who myself anymore. Yeah. And I did a food shop and I, I would actually encourage anyone on that sort of stage to go for a coffee with someone to mm. pre-book something in the diary. And say, I need, I need you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I arranged for somebody to be with me at least for an hour of that day. And yeah. I had a coffee. The time flew because yeah. you think, oh, it's going to be all day. I'm going to be so lonely. And you're like, it was like two hours by the time <laughs> I'd taken them, come back, yeah. put some washing on, <laughs> tidied yeah. up the mess, <laughs> had a coffee and gone out again. So it does fly by. But it I really just remember does, yeah. thinking, I remember playing that. And I still do it to myself. That ABBA song slipping through my fingers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just like tortured myself by playing the song. <laughs> you have to let the just emotions so out. See? I, let out my big, I let out my big feelings. <laughs> I cried at slipping through my fingers. And yeah. every so often now when I hear it now, I'm like, oh, I remember that day. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. Yeah. And it's important to recognize it. So I felt like a grief for myself because it was yeah. the end of a season for me and for her. And yeah. each season, you know, she's just finishing high school. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's the end of another season. Yeah. And now I'm going to be embracing potentially having three adults soon. And I'm like, that's a whole new season. That's a complete new season, yeah. So I think it's important to validate yourself and think. Oh, absolutely. Give yourself a bit of slack and go, do you know what? For a few days, just, yeah. just chill and, oh, and process definitely. a little bit. Yeah, because um, they need that as well. They need yeah. to see that you're human too and that this is hard for you yeah. as well as it's hard for them. And a lot of the time, children will try and bottle up feelings if they feel like you can't handle it. Yeah. But if you show them, do you know what? I'm just really sad that I'm not with you all the yeah. time. And it's okay if you're sad about that too. We can be sad together. Yeah, yeah. And we can spend that extra time together yeah. before you go to bed or yeah. anything. And we can talk about your day and we can talk about what we missed about each other or what was good, what was made you happy today. Yeah. And that bedtime is usually when children offload yes. every word that they haven't managed to get out of them that day. It's true. And that's definitely something we did is we got them to bed, get them ready for bed for about half an hour earlier than they actually needed to go to bed. Just to Wise. give them that time to offload everything that they their brain had processed mm. from the day. Mm. And quite often that's when they would give us little snippets into, well, I didn't like this and this made me upset, but yeah. then this made me happy and I met this friend and that was really helpful then. Because yeah. then we put them to bed and go away and go, did you hear what they said about that? Mm. Maybe that's something we should look into. Maybe we should keep an eye on that. Yeah. Because then after they've gone to bed, you've got that kind of brain space to be like, oh, yes. I can process what they've just said. Yeah, that's really good. And I think... Also remembering when they come home from school, they're not always in that place to tell no. you anything. They, they often will tell you, I've done nothing. Yeah. And that do doesn't say? mean they've doesn't, done nothing. It know. means they just are too full of the day yeah. and they haven't got their yeah. head around it yet. Yeah, and I definitely. do think bedtime is when they've kind of dealt with it. Yeah. They've and decompressed and they've let everything process. Yeah. And then they're like, hang on a minute, I can tell you everything now because yeah. I'm ready to. And I know for me, you kind of, you've missed them all day and you want to hear yeah. everything and you're yeah. like going, so did you do this? And, you, and yeah. it can be like 20 questions yeah. the minute they've come out of school, but top tip. Take a breather. Yeah. <laughs> if definitely. they're not offering, don't mm -hmm. go there because they'll yeah. come back in a minute and tell if you. If you walk at home from school, that's always a really good thing mm -hmm. to do because they will just start talking to you. And it might not be about school, it might be about mm -hmm. something completely different. I know my eldest, she talks to me about what she watches on YouTube, which is completely unexciting to me. But <laughs> she is so excited about it that it's lovely to hear her speak yeah. and how she communicates what she's interested in. Because I wouldn't have a clue otherwise mm -hmm. unless we had that time where she can just speak to me and I can just yeah. listen and it's really good because I get to decompress from my day while listening to her talk about something she's actually interested yeah, in that's a really good which is lovely. Top tip. yeah so how can we um pray with our children in preparing them for these things you know are there any ways we can you know 
bring our faith into this and sort of say how God can help them through these situations. Have you had any experience with that with the girls? Yeah. Um, Orla loves to pray before she goes to bed, particularly for any ailments if she's hurt herself or found mm. some sort of scratch that she didn't realize she had. We'll pray for that. Mm. Um, but something I saw on Instagram recently not recently, like a couple of months ago. Well, that mm-hmm. feels recently. Um, which completely, it actually completely changed my prayer life because I've always struggled with prayer. I've always felt like there are periods of my life where I'm really good at talking to God as if he's my father, like I'm just having a conversation. And then there are other periods where I feel like I'm just asking for things all the time. And I know that I don't want to be like that. I don't want to mm-hmm. ask, can you help me with this? Can you do this? Can you fix it? I don't want that all the time. I just want to have a relationship. Yeah. And I love in the Bible where it talks about how God wants us to come to him like children yeah. because children just talk. In fact, they're not even that bothered if you're listening sometimes. That's true. They just want to talk to you and they just want to spend time with you. Mm. And this Instagram post said, for a better morning, talk with God first. For a better evening, talk with God last. Mm. For a better life, talk with God all day. Yeah. And I saw that and it just really struck me and I saved it and I thought, I... I do talk with God all day, but I don't always start my day and I don't Mm. always end my day with God. But that's the relationship I want. So I started started small. I started praying in the evening. I would get into bed and I would get myself all snuggled down. I'd turn my light off, ready to go to sleep. And I thought, you know what? I have always had a better sleep when I have lay there talking to my husband until I fell asleep. He would naturally fall asleep way before I did probably. And I would continue talking. (laughs) But it was like I needed to get everything out of my head. Yeah. And I thought, I, I need to do that with God. Mm. So that's what I just started doing. I started praying in my head. I wasn't praying out loud, mainly because I didn't want to wake anybody up or keep myself awake too long. Yeah. But I would pray to God about all sorts of things. And I would just keep praying and keep praying because there's so much that we can be thankful for. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that we can pray for in our families and communities and schools and yeah. with our children. There's never-ending <laughs> things that we can pray yeah. for, pray about with our children, yeah. especially as they reach different milestones and different stages mm-hmm. of their lives. And I realized that I had a better sleep if I prayed. Yeah. And I woke up better in the morning after praying myself to sleep. Yeah. It was almost like God was there with his arm on my shoulder saying, Do you know what, I've got this. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it with me. Yeah. And then I started praying... I would wake up and I have the habit of waking up and not really wanting to get out of bed. So I keep my eyes closed and pretend that I'm asleep for that little bit longer. And instead of just sitting there thinking about the day, I would pray. But I, a piece of advice that I got, I can't remember who gave it, whether it was at church or someone specific, but was to always start praying in thanks. Mm, Thank God for the good day ahead of you. Thank God for his help in a situation that is about to happen or something that is ongoing. Thank him. So pray in thanks because God's already got it. It's not like he doesn't know what you're going to pray about. He knows that your child is starting school. He knows that you're worried about a transition. He knows if you're worried about going back to work or finding a job for yourself. If your Mm -hmm. child's going to school, it might be that you're about to go through a transition where you're like, do you know what? I can't just stay at home doing nothing. I need to find something for myself. Mm. God already knows that. And mm. he already has the perfect job lined up for you. You just have to pray about it and then let it go. Yeah. And that's what I found super helpful and really calming because I knew then all day, well, God's already got this because I prayed about it. I thanked him for it. And it's completely changed my mindset even, just knowing that I am putting my trust in God. And I've already done that for the day. God knows, and I can still pray throughout the day, and I still do pray throughout the day because other things crop up, and I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. And he wants uh, to Lord, do that with you. That's, that's, this is not yeah. you now. He Come wants on. to be involved every part yeah, of the day, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. But my attitude, my priorities, everything has started to shift because of that. Mm. And I think that that's really important when praying with your children as well. Pray in thanks. Thank you, Lord, that we're going to come home together today. Thank you, Lord, that... When we come home together, we're going to have time that we've set aside. Thank you for friendships. Thank you that we get to grow in these different areas because that's what's happening. Your child is going to school. I know they say to learn. To learn what? They're learning to be independent. They're learning to become their own person. And they've got their identity in God already. They do know who they are. But now they're learning how to put who they are out into the world in a safe space. And they're learning all the life skills that are going to help them as they grow Mm. and God's put that into place. God's put education out there so that we can learn all these things so we can become the best versions of ourselves for him because that's what he wants.
Yeah, really good. I and love that. One of the best things that I using hot rock resources, that's one of the best things that I can say. Because if you get a poster, an A4 poster of whatever it is from Hot Rock, pop it in a frame and put it up on the wall. We've got the it's the armor of God, isn't it? Armor of God. I yeah. saw it the other week. Yeah, it's framed so cool. and it's under our keys and it's at child height so they can see it. And after I did that, the first few weeks, I would go through it with them. You know, this is this, is this, this is this, and this is what you're taking with you to school. Mm. But now I don't have to because they know it. They look at the pictures and they know what each of them means and they will talk to each other about it. They get their shoes on, they put the coats on, it's right there, right in front of them every single mm. day. And Alice will read it to Orla or Elodie will read it to Orla and Orla will point to the pictures. And that was a free resource. Yeah. I didn't have to make that up myself. There are more I just available. stuck it in a frame <laughs> and put it on the wall. And it's yeah. helped them in such a way that I hadn't even thought of. Mm. I just really loved it. And I thought, this is something I need to prioritize with mm. our children. I'm going to put it somewhere where it can be prioritized. That. And that was really helpful, actually, mm. to do that. And reading different stories with them of where Jesus is speaking to the children, especially, so that they know that they are so important. Yeah. God has put children on this earth for a reason. Yeah. And there's a reason that they have this kind of curiosity and they're inquisitive and they question things and they want to know more. And it's to remind us that we need to be like that. Absolutely. Elodie's favorite thing, and it has been for months now, is the Last Supper. <laughs> She's obsessed with the Last Supper. She reads the book. Oh, what, I always get the name title mixed up. The Garden, the Curtain and the Cross yes, or the other way around. No, that one. Whichever way <laughs> you got it is. <laughs> She's obsessed with that book. She reads mm. it front to back, but specifically the part about the Last Supper. Mm. She finds it absolutely fascinating that Jesus knew what was going to happen specifically. Yeah. He knew what the bread meant. He knew what the wine meant specifically for him. And he shared that before it even happened. Yeah. And she is overwhelmed by that and she often talks about how god already knows these things yeah god has already done this because he knew that so obviously he already knows this so she can go into her school day yeah. knowing that he knew what he was going to do then yeah therefore i can go into my day because he knows what i'm going to do yeah i totally trust him because it said in this book <laughs> absolutely and you can see that in how she approaches her schoolwork, how she approaches going to school making mm -hmm. friends and being with the people that she she loves and she mm -hmm. really loves her classmates and you can see God working through her already and she's only in year one. Yeah, amazing. And it is it is absolutely baffling to me and she is she is a an example yeah. of what what I should be doing as well and I've taken that and I have tried to do as much as I That's can. That's wonderful. I love how Same we learn thing. from kids. Oh, absolutely. I remember when um you know earlier I was saying about when we moved house and I remember Joe obviously having his like panic <laughs> about yeah. us moving and I remember praying and going god you know what what how do I pray for this you know mm. and God gave me this verse it's in Psalms 112 verse 2 it says their children will be successful everywhere an entire generation of godly people will be blessed and I have used that verse for every change that has happened in my family's life yeah. your children will be successful everywhere they go yeah. because they trust him for themselves because I have committed them to him yeah because I want them to do his will and to be where he wants them to be they will be successful what that success looks like yeah is over to god because yeah. i don't know what that you yeah. know and it can vary between the children and yeah. relative to other people around them but they will be successful and he will mm -hmm. be with them so he is always there and oh, yeah having that assurance for our children yeah i remember one child who was struggling going into school and the mum gave them a little cross that we'd used yeah. again in hot rock and she gave it to him and said oh god's with you and he held that cross as he walked mm -hmm. into school every day because it remind, it was a physical thing yeah. that reminded him that God was with him. And after yeah. a while, he didn't need to rely on it so much. But he found that empowering to have yeah. something that was a physical something. So even just thinking about what you've got in your home that will remind them that Jesus is with them. Yeah. And that I'm not or alone. I've seen parents draw a little heart mm. on their hand. Say, you know, you've got one. I've got one. Yeah. We, we, we're together in this. Yes. And God's with us in this. Yes, exactly. And that's quite... That reminds them, and as long as it doesn't get rubbed off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. by the time it rubs off, they're yeah. probably okay and through yeah. the door, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Parenting for Faith, who I love some of their resources, and yeah. they suggest these three prayer points for the children to help chat to God about it. And it says, um, tell God what you're going to miss most about your old school. So when you're going into a new place, just chat to God and say, oh God, I'm going to miss this and this, or yeah. these friends, or this teacher that I particularly liked, and share what you're most excited about and what you're most worried about. God loves to hear about everything mm -hmm. so yeah. no, even though he already knows it, yeah. he wants to hear it from you yeah he wants to hear your voice because it's yeah. powerful for us to confess yeah. it out loud oh definitely um and ask him if there's any idea of what to do if you're feeling alone so if you're feeling lonely 
give them something to hold or yeah. look for how to look for a friend ask yeah. ask god to show you how to what to do if you're feeling lonely um and ask him if there's anything he wants anyone he wants you especially to look out for which i love because yeah. god sent us into into our schools into our clubs and activities because we've got a world out there who need to know jesus loves them mm-hmm. and your child may be significant right they in in helping somebody yeah. else who is feeling if your child's fine ask them to look for someone who's perhaps not feeling okay yeah. and who's struggling to settle how can they look after that person and use that new star as a way of as mission <laughs> as yeah, a way of yeah. showing god's love to somebody who isn't coping yeah. or who just needs a help finding somewhere to go if they're lost and you know where to go so it's beyond just ourselves and yeah praying with our children takes it to a whole new dimension doesn't it oh yeah definitely so we're about to start our first day at school and our new school day yeah. what other things can we do to to get ready for that that day <laughs> how can we start <laughs> uh getting prepared because <laughs> it's a there's quite a lot of practical things i think we could put in place yeah on. definitely it can be really tricky as the first day kind of approaches because all of those anxieties and worries that we have as parents start to bubble up I remember my eldest on her the night before her first day again I was already working at the school so I knew she was going to come in with me she was going to leave with me but I remember not being able to sleep because Mm. I was worried about hang on a minute there's nobody from her nursery going to Mm. this school how Mm. is she going to make friends and praying really helped again prayed myself to sleep because I just couldn't stop thinking about it I just I needed to get it all out and pray pray to God about it but practically obviously putting God in that transition with your child praying with them before they go to sleep it's still a very practical thing to do to help them calm their worries and help them to know that you're thinking about the same things that they're thinking about and you're on this page with them and you're going to do this together you're going to tackle it together yeah um other practical things, having the uniform ready the night before, help, having them to choose their uniform, whether they want to wear trousers or shorts or skirts or dresses, yeah. that can be a really helpful way for them to feel like they've got some say over it. They've got, this is this is my first mm-hmm. day and I'm going to choose to wear this. Yeah. Uh, when you're buying the shoes, get them to have two that you kind of think, yeah, they're both appropriate for school. Which ones do you yeah, want? Narrow the choice. <laughs> yeah, and if they've got flashing lights on them, that's always a winner. <laughs> it always they, is. They love, they love shoes with flash, flashing lights on. That's really great to have them choose that and have that ownership over mm. their first day. Yeah. Choosing their own lunchbox, bottles, things like that. All things that you just think, these are really minor. I'll just pick them up when I do the food mm-hmm. shop. But actually for a child, it's, it's a huge thing yeah. because they've got to take ownership over it when they're at school as well. Yes. The teachers aren't going to hold their lunchboxes for them or pack their bags for them. That is something they need to do themselves. Yeah. Uh, another top tip, teach them how to put things in their book bags and close it and then keep it closed. Yeah. Because that is one thing that we find at schools is they're so excited about having a book bag that they have to get everything out of it. <laughs> and then we have to figure out how we're going to put them all back in because yeah. everybody's stuff is now in. Yeah, yeah. Um, label everything. I am... Um, <laughs> I work in a school and I am still a parent that doesn't label everything. But I'm also not precious over things because yeah. we have a lot of hand-me-downs and get a lot of stuff from school sales and things. Mm. But if you don't label your child's clothes, expect that you will lose them. You will lose countless cardigans. <laughs> they all look the same, don't they? Everything so... looks the same. And if they haven't got a name in, they will just go in the lost property box. Yeah. And if you're sure that you've lost something, check the lost property box. I've spent many an hour in a lost property box. I, I, oh. I remember with Alice, I did label a lot of her cardigans and T-shirts and things that I thought, well, oh, this is Alice. She's definitely going to lose that. Things that she mostly lost were cardigans. Mm-hmm. Socks. Yeah. I don't understand that. I'm still not going to label her socks because like, I feel like that is taking <laughs> that's it a step going, too far. That's, that's way too far, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's just that. That's just who she is. Whereas yeah. Elodie lost cardigans, countless cardigans. But again, I had so many hand-me-downs and so yeah. many things. I just said, you know what? I'm not, I really am not bothered. They can go to somebody else who needs them yeah. because I'll, I've just got more. Yeah, and it's going to be the same with Orla. She Orla is particular about having everything labelled. Mm-hmm. She has all her animals labelled, all her coats and everything labelled. In fact, she hasn't got a label in her new coat, and that was a big thing this morning that she needs a label in her new coat. So I need to get a label for that. <laughs> but she is one of those children who, if it's not got a label in it, it won't be hers. She has to have a label yeah. in it, and then she'll see that label, and that will be hers. And I think you can now get them with like little pictures, can't you? Because obviously, yes. when they can't read, they don't even know what their name looks yeah. like. Always There's do um, a French pictures. website which they ship to the UK. It just takes about 10 days and they are the cheapest that I've found. And I cannot remember what they're called at all. I have to find out. Yeah, um, but it's something like 
you can get something like 30 labels for nine pounds wow. and they're the type that you can just stick on anything yeah they wash fine they go in the dishwasher fine they can't really be peeled off they're fantastic they get a little picture on them you can have first name second name or just one like surname on them which yeah. i do now because i've got so many children <laughs> so just put the surname on and the kids get to pick their colors and change the font and it is That's very nice. fun exciting thing to do yeah. and then they can just peel them off and stick them themselves. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to do it. So that's another thing that they can take ownership over, right? This is your set of uniform. Yeah. These are your shoes. Pop all your labels on these and then you're, away you go. Then you're off. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, you talked a little bit already about being part of a community and how you kind of get to know one another. Yeah. Um, how can we help our children make new friends? You know, I think you talked a little bit about with the party yeah, side of things. Yeah, parties. Yeah. Make, you making friends with adults yourself and arranging play dates is a really good thing. Yeah. A lot of parents, especially in the summer term, most schools have a park nearby. Yes, I don't know how true. that came about, but <laughs> they do. Uh, and it won't be far. Mm. And most children will go to the park after yeah. school because the, as much as parents want to be with their children, they also want their children to burn off any energy that it's they've true. got left over from school. So go to the parks sit just sit with the parents from mm. the class even if you don't just say hi and then sit down near them mm. and you don't necessarily join in the conversation immediately just being around them yeah. and hearing what they're speaking about and who their children seeing who their children are and encouraging your child to then go and play oh mm. isn't so-and-so from your class why don't you go and help them on the swing or why yeah. don't you go down the slide with them that kind of thing yeah arrange play dates picnics that was one thing that was good for the whatsapp group at the end of every school year on the last day we would go to the park everybody would take a bit of food mm. and we'd have like a mini picnic before taking the kids home to start the summer holidays lovely and it was just a lovely way for us all to get together one last yeah. time before we broke up for six weeks yeah obviously we everyone was coming back in the september but it was yeah. just a nice way to end it yeah and, and I guess you can keep communication through the summer, especially absolutely. especially if you're starting school. Yeah. You want to keep that momentum going, keep don't that momentum. you? Yeah, and even children from preschool, if you know the parents and you've got on with the parents and you've had a few play dates, have a couple of those through the summer, even if they're not going to the same school, just to remind mm. them that their old friends are still important. Yeah. And yeah. you haven't forgotten that they've yeah. got those friendships. You're just adding more, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. if they're going to the same school, even more reason to get together so that then on the yeah. first day, they'll be like, oh, we yeah. saw each other last you. week. That's great. Let's, yeah. let's keep playing. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Uh, what about if you've got a child who is struggling to start to settle? Because obviously there yeah. are children are very different. Some are like desperate to start and run in the door and like barely say goodbye to the mum. That's oh, yeah, also yeah. okay. Some children just don't do emotion. <laughs> yeah. Just get in there. Other children are clinging for dear life to a parent yeah. and really find the first few days or weeks really difficult. How can we help our child if that is the case? The first thing that I would say to do, obviously, is pray about it. Yeah. But talk to the class teacher. Yeah. And if you have the opportunity, talk to the class TA. I have said I'm a TA in the foundation group stage that I'm working with. And I've worked really hard to build solid relationships and, and lines of communication with families. Because it is really important that you have that Talk to the TA, talk to the class teacher and be really honest. If there's things going on at home, if there's things going on in the community or if there's things going on in the wider family, even if you don't think that they're going to affect your child, you don't know mm. how they are affecting your child. Yeah. If your child is hearing you speak about something that is worrying for you, yeah. it's going to be just as worrying or more worrying for that child if they don't fully understand it. So be by being honest and just being open and having that kind of line of communication both ways can be really helpful. Yeah. Equally, if there's problems at school, then the teacher and TA will want to come and say, look, this isn't big, it's just minor or it is big and can we have a conversation about it? Yeah. And having that open line of communication is a fantastic way for your child to settle. The TA obviously usually has more time to spend with the children yeah. than the class teacher. And the TA's job isn't just to assist the teacher, it's to be there for the child and be there for all the children. And there is a lot of children in these <laughs> classes. But as the TA, you're quite often, especially in the first half term to the full term, that's what the teacher expects of you. They expect you to get down with the children, to learn about the children, to hear what their interests are. And you, it'll be, it's amazing how much you can remember about what 28 children tell you mm -hmm. um but that is really helpful to, th to them and it's really good for them because when they come to writing reports they will come to the ta and say oh so and so how are they doing with this how are they doing with that what do you think they're like when they're mm -hmm. socializing and it is the ta's kind of job is to have that relationship with that child and then to have that relationship with the parents as well mm -hmm. which is great i often send messages uh, we have a 
system called Class Dojo, which is an app that you can download. And I will send messages to the parents daily sometimes, wow. depending on the child, how well they're doing, if they've had any issues. Mm. If there's anything bigger that needs to be dealt with, I will say, can you come in a little bit earlier and we're going to have a conversation? Nice. Because I have that relationship with them. I've worked hard at fostering that relationship with them. And it really does benefit the child mm. because they know then, hang on a minute, when this TA talks to my parents, it's not necessarily bad. No. Sometimes they're telling them, oh my gosh, they did a fantastic job in phonics or they're doing really well with their reading. Thank you for all your help at home. Yeah. Parents need that too. They need yeah. to hear that what they're doing at home is making a difference in school. Yeah. And schools these days are doing a lot of interventions to help bridge the gap that COVID caused yeah. or the pandemic yeah. caused. And I have several intervention groups that I run and I will message those parents, even though they're from other classes and say, oh, they're doing fantastic. I want you to yeah. know that they're working so hard. Thank you for everything you're doing at home because it is, it's showing at school. It's really making a difference. And to have that open line of communication, it means that when big things do happen or mistakes are made, you can approach it in a way that isn't negative and it isn't going to bring anybody down. It isn't going to cause friction yeah. between the parent and the school, which that is, that's what we're trying to avoid. Yeah. We want the open line of communication. We yeah. want you to feel safe, that your children are safe, that they're well cared for and looked after. Mm. So definitely, definitely talk to the teacher and TA yeah. first, even if they've not seen anything initially, yeah. they will keep an eye on your child. They yeah. will keep checking in with your child where we often have, well, we have spaces called quiet spaces where mm. they can get something cuddly that they can cuddle or something that they can fiddle with. And we know as adults that if a child is sitting there and they haven't been asked to sit there mm -hmm. to calm down, then we need to go and see what's yeah. going on there. Yeah. Is it that they needed just some quiet space some yeah. quiet time because it's getting a bit rowdy? Yeah. Or is this something bigger going on? Or is there something that they don't feel comfortable mm. talking about in front of other children mm. and they want one-to-one? -one? Yeah. And opening up that, do you want to speak to me? Or would you prefer to speak to a different teacher? Mm. And things like that. Mm. There's also, our, I know not every school runs it, but our school runs um, an ELSA program and it's Emotional Literacy Support Assistant. And they offer support for a whole range of things. And it's completely, it's invaluable to children who are going through tra transitions or behavior issues or bereavement, mm. all sorts of things. They <clears throat> cover such a wide range of emotions and emotional mm. literacy, things that children really Sometimes they need guiding through. Yeah, they need, need a bit of extra. Yeah. yeah, a bit of extra. And they've all been they've been on the courses where they've been taught how to speak to children about these things, how to bring them up, and how to guide them through it in ways that I don't necessarily mm. know. But as teachers and TAs, we can refer them for this this offer. Yeah. And then they get that one to one support in an afternoon, and they get they get like a cup of juice and a biscuit mm. so it makes it really fun it's and they get to do coloring <laughs> or hammer beads or something something which helps them to feel super calm yeah. where they can be open and they can talk and sometimes it's done in groups and sometimes it's done individually yeah. but that is that is a really great program mm. and is it is really fantastic for children who mm. are struggling and parents can also get involved in that right through that ELSA program they also run fun for families and families can then be brought in and be in the school and be in the environment with the staff and their children, Brilliant. which so is, it is, it is a really key to building that bridge and having that communication. Yeah. I think one thing to bear in mind as well is, is when they start school, particularly children are really tired, aren't they? Oh my gosh. They, yeah, so tired. they are exhausted. When, I mean, they might be full yeah. of daft energy, <laughs> but yeah. then they completely stop. Yeah. And I remember after school, we just, I often would park the kids in front of the telly because I'm just yeah. like, you just need to zone out for a little yeah, bit and yeah. process. And it was a quiet space where I could make the tea yeah. because they needed to eat early because they weren't staying awake long. Yeah, um, so, so I think tired. early nights, but that's some really basic, but it's mm -hmm. actually something really important to bear in mind that they're actually really tired. I remember oh, having, yeah. we had like oh, a good corner me. area and we had a child who literally just fell asleep yeah. and they were just gone and that isn't uncommon. And yeah. I think just knowing that they are tired because everything is new, everything. Yeah. So however your child expresses themselves when they're tired, that expect that yeah and build that time in to allow them to get to bed early yeah. allow them time to just sit and chill and yeah. process I remember little red tractor way back in the day was our favorite friend because after school that was what we used yeah. to sit and watch and go okay let's just yeah, stop let's and just relax stop. you don't need to talk to anyone for a while you've no. got a bit of overload yeah and I've got very different children and one of mine is really quiet and more sensitive to being in crowds and they found that quite overwhelming and yeah. I think sometimes the struggle can just be oh my goodness, there were like so many kids all day, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and so just giving them that headspace when oh, they definitely. get home to just 
and wines is really key, isn't it? Even if they've been at nursery since they were born, even yeah. if they're used to being, you know, 7 to 45 till 6 p.m., going to school is a very different expectation. Nurseries and preschools, they're, they're absolutely learning through play and there's a lot less expectations mm. on them. Whereas when they come to school, there is more expectations, expe mm. expectations on how they sit on the carpet, yeah. how they walk in the corridors, how they um, approach different activities, how they approach other adults, yes. all sorts of things. And they're yeah. sitting, in, sitting in the dining hall yeah. with hundreds of other children yeah. and the noise level is insane. Mm. And it doesn't matter how much staff try and keep that noise level down. It, it never works because scraping there's just chairs, so many it? children yeah. and they all want to talk while they're eating. Yeah. Um, and then going straight outside to play, but they're playing with all these other bigger mm, kids. Mm. It's a lot. And then they go straight back in and they're expected, right, we're going to get right back into learning. Mm. There's no nap time. There's no chill time. Yeah. It's back into learning. And then, oh, oh you're going home. And yeah. mums and dads are like, oh, how was your day? <laughs> I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm too full. I've just, I've just whirlwinded my way through it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot. I remember yeah. Alice used to come home and immediately fall asleep on the sofa and it didn't matter what I did with her to try and keep her awake she would be asleep yeah and I just had to let her sleep and yeah kind of reset yeah. and then give her tea and then she'd suddenly pick up and tell yeah. me about her day and that yeah. was that's just what had to happen for her and it only yeah. happened for a half a term yeah. maybe if yeah. that and then they kind of get set into the routine of it I think also just you might have lots of clubs that you want to do. Yeah. I would personally recommend you wait till after your oh, first absolutely. half term mm -hmm. because of that transition yeah. session where they're just too tired. Yeah. And I think starting clubs, if you're like whizzing off to swimming straight after oh. a full day of school, you're probably going to have a bit of a battle. Or some, yeah. Well, some children might cope, but some might, some might find it too much. So it's swimming just, is quite... Yeah. It's quite a tiring activity yeah. too. And things like karate and yeah. things, acrobatic things. Yeah. It's quite a physical... Yeah. activity and it can make them then feel physically tired as well as yeah. mentally tired so manage those emotions yeah. as well because if they get overtired that's when you get the yeah. behaviors that's when kick you off, get, isn't it? yeah and half terms my advice is don't plan too much don't mm. plan an activity every single day if you're going mm. on holiday that's one thing and you're planning to have late nights and things like that but just be prepared that when they go to school the next week they're going to still be tired yeah. because they've not had that full rest mm. um what i always say is my top tip after many years is keeping the bedtimes the same in the shorter holidays. So half terms and most of the two week breaks at Christmas and Easter, bedtime is normal because they're still going to yeah. get up at six o'clock regardless yeah. of what time I put them to bed. Yes. And then it gives them that they're still getting their solid sleep no matter what you do in the day, whether mm. you have a calm, chilled day or whether you're out in Birmingham all day, mm. they're still getting that solid amount of sleep and that really helps their bodies and their yeah. brains to process it. They're everything. growing, aren't they? Absolutely. So they're very and busy. Then Obviously, summer holidays, that's a different ball game. You've got much more time. And if you're going on holiday, just make sure that you've got a few days at the end mm -hmm. of the holidays where you're kind of getting them back into, let's yeah. go to bed at a normal time. Yes. Let's, when we get up, we're going to have breakfast. We're not going to sit and watch TV until when we get so up. Yeah. We're going to get back into routine because yes. you're going to be going back to school. Otherwise, you're going to shock. Start school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a shock yeah. to them. And I so do feel right. sorry. So you can tell the kids that have gone gone on holiday and they immediately come straight back to school because they are so tired. Yeah. And you see them falling asleep in the afternoon on the carpet and you just you have to hold their head up. <laughs> yeah. Nearly time to go home, sweetheart. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Don't lie down. Do don't this. lie down. No mindfulness today because yeah, everyone's yeah. going to be asleep. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. save that for next week. Let's do just dance or something to keep them awake. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We've covered so much there. <laughs> if you could summarize at all, in a three key points, what would you say to a, a parent preparing their child for starting school? What would you be your top top three, three tips? Definitely pray, pray, and keep God in the center of the transition. Because, like we've said so many times, God knows that this transition isn't easy, especially mm. for small children. Especially those if they're turning four nearer the start of school, they they are that yeah. little bit behind when they've got older. Older yeah. children who maybe have been four for nearly a whole year, mm. and they just need that reassurance that they're not alone. Yeah. That this this might feel like a huge step because it's big school and they're big kid now, and we try and give them that kind of confidence of oh, you're going to big school now. Mm. But sometimes that can be really daunting. So pray about it with yeah. your child always. Um, take your time getting the school supplies. I know some. I know that stores like Sainsbury's they've already got their twenty five percent off. <laughs> 
try not to buy uniform too soon because they will grow over the summer. Very true. I've been <laughs> but victim of that. <laughs> other things you can buy, bottles, lunch boxes, hair bows and things that, you know, mm. lots of children like their fan- their little school-coloured headbands and hair bows. Yeah. Um, book bags, you know, winter coats that you know I'm going to need to buy this in a size up, that kind yeah. of thing. Start early and do it little and often so it starts to plant the seed mm. of we're getting ready for school, we're buying mm. new things for school and it's exciting because yeah. it can be really exciting to go to school and have all this new stuff. I think not just children, adults as well, we love getting new things and especially they're getting a whole new wardrobe of uniform, new shoes, new PE kits, new bags. It's yeah. a lot of things. Yes. So do it small. Don't try not to do it but all also at the same time. Access like Facebook groups where because yes. there's often school Facebook groups, aren't there, where you can buy yeah. secondhand uniforms. So yeah, go to it the can get really expensive as well. It, yes, um, that's if true. you know which, well, you, by now you would know which primary school your child is going to. Go on their website, look at their Facebook yeah. page, see when their school fate is because most schools now are having used uniform yeah. sales at their school fates and they've got boxes and I mean absolute boxes oh, that lost property of uniform that's yeah. where it goes <laughs> lost property gets washed and put in there yeah. donations that they've collected yeah. since COVID because schools are very aware that we're in a a crisis yeah. schools are also feeling the crisis so they want to support families mm. so go to the school fate look at the used clothing yeah. see what you can get for your child for cheaper because yeah, it's going to get paint on it it's going to get played that on is it. so true it's absolutely going to get dinner on it and they're going to grow really quick and they're going to grow super so quick. you're not going to be yeah. wearing it for long so definitely take yeah. your time but start if you're going to go to the school fates in the summer get shot. the next size up just yeah. just in case everyone get, gets a, bit, get a bit of everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely about armful. Uh, and then be brave Talk to the parents. Going mm. to the school fate is a great way because you can meet staff. Most of the staff yes, will be there true. working there. And you can ask people to introduce you. Oh, who, who's going to be the class teacher? Who's going to do this? Um, so that's a great way to get involved as well. And the school fates are for the community. Yeah. So even if there's generations there that they definitely don't have children at the school, you can still meet them and you'll see them around and things like that. Yeah, really so yeah, great. definitely be brave. Be brave. Yeah. That's a great one to end on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Fran. There's so much. I mean, there's probably loads more we could share, but yeah, um, we've touched on quite a lot there. So hopefully yeah. there's been a lot that other people have found really helpful. Um, thanks for joining us so much. Really appreciate your thanks time. Be <laughs> um, sure to follow us and check out um, all our posts and our previous episodes. But we'd love to hear your ideas. If there's other topics that we've not covered and you think, oh, I'd love to know about, um, send us a message on livingrock.church forward slash meet the parents and let us know your questions, your areas you'd like us to chat about or your top tips. We also love to hear from you what your wisdom is. So please do share that. Um, but that's it for today. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Thank you.